You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. This episode is brought to you by Outdoor Class. Outdoor Class is an online video platform geared towards making you a better hunter. Watch instructional videos taught by hunting experts like Remy Warren, Randy Newberg, and Corey Jacobson. After the hunt, learn how to prepare your harvest from world-class wild game chefs like Hank Shaw and Jamie Tagan. Whether it's your first year hunting or you grew up doing it, Outdoor Class will take your skills up a notch. Use code EMPIRE20 at checkout to save 20% off. Visit OutdoorClass.com to learn more. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Michigan Wild Podcast, and I'm your host, Marcus Schewing. Today on the podcast, it's just going to be me flying solo, and basically what I'm going to do is give a bit of an update, a recap. Um, I'm not sure how you'd want to describe it. That's what I'm going to be doing uh, as it pertains to uh, the whitetail season uh, here in Michigan, and at this point, we're just under two weeks in. Um, and, you know, from what I've seen, uh, there have certainly been a lot of big deer that have hit the ground uh, across, this, the, across the state of Michigan uh, from where I'm keeping tabs. But in my neck of the woods, uh, and I am hunting mid-Michigan, and the land that, that I'm hunting uh, is one that is still... I would say relatively new to me. And what I mean by that is it's a piece of land um, that it's a, it's a piece of private land that my in-laws own uh, that they acquired uh, about, I think this is our fourth season uh, actually hunting the property. And we've certainly had some success uh, in the early years. First year, I was able to tag out as far as bucks go. The second year, I took a nice late season buck. The third year, last year, um, no bucks. I did take a doe off the property. Um, I guess it would be also the year 
the second year, my brother-in-law took a buck off the property and we took two or three does off the property last year. We've had a lot of really good, um, sightings, which, you know, I know a lot of people can say, um, last year for whatever reason, whether it was, we became a bit too complacent, uh, in our approach, uh, and what I mean by that and like our access routes and things like that, or if it was just, you know, we were in the wrong place at the wrong time, which I tend to think it, it was because we certainly had a lot of intel, uh, you know, looking back on the season where, you know, we had, I would say, you know, bucks that we would shoot um, in daylight on camera, uh, you know, from October 1st through the end of November. Uh, I would say there was only maybe a handful of days where we didn't have a daylight picture uh, of these bucks on some, some, some point of our property. So it was a bit, last year was just a grind. It was frustrating. Uh, we had a lot of high hopes, um, especially coming off the, the prior year where we both shot a nice buck. Um, and then, yeah, last year, nothing just, just materialized. So coming into this year, we had not put the time and effort forth during the summer that we typically do. I mean, life happens. You just don't get the time. I mean, the, the piece of property uh, is two and a half hours from where we live. So, you know, to get up there and actually put in some time, uh, I mean, you're dedicating a whole weekend to it and it can be tough uh, with, you know, anyone who's listened to some of my previous podcasts or my other podcasts, I've talked about it before with, with young kids um, and everything that comes along with that from, you know, just, you know, responsibility as a parent, wanting to spend time with the family, um, obligations as far as that goes, it can just, it gets tough. It gets tough, especially with it not being close to home. So we only had, I think, two days to really do a lot of the work that we wanted to get done. And that's, that's not enough, <laughs> basically. So we were able to kind of utilize those two days with removing uh, previous year stands or stands that had been there for a few seasons that we just didn't like, weren't really, we didn't really find ourselves sitting in a ton. Um, and when we did sit particular stands, we just didn't have, um, you know, the, the action uh, that we thought we might. Um, so we decided to take those down and we had scouted uh, during turkey season, we had scouted some new areas uh, that we just hadn't been able to spend a lot of time in uh, in previous years. So we, I think, hung three new sets this uh, this summer, and um, yeah, just decided that that was the route we were going to go. So you know, everyone listening knows that typically, you know, the early season is. Well, it can be a good chance to really capitalize on, uh, you know, some summer patterns uh, that are still going on as far as these deer are concerned. And what we wanted to do, we have a really, we have multiple food plots throughout our property. And we have, um, I would say it's kind of our, our main food plot and it's our biggest. And we have, um, two kind of box blinds. One is at the north end that um, 
we don't really sit in all that often. Uh, we have another one um, that is kind of at the uh, west side uh, of it. And that's one that we use primarily only during rifle season. Um, it's just, it's not very conducive to bow hunting. Uh, so we don't really ever sit in there with the bow. We hung a, <clears throat> a new stand um, on a certain edge of this. And I think it was on the uh, kind of the northwest edge uh, of this property. So that first uh, opening weekend, we had an east wind, uh, which is very rare. And we decided it was uh, one of the rare opportunities that we were going to get to probably actually sit this um, this new new stand that we put up. And it's right on the, uh, you know, the edge of this field um, with some really uh, good food sources in there that we that we planted throughout the uh, this summer. And my brother-in-law sat there the first day. Uh, he sat there Saturday night and had some good activity um, as far as just deer numbers go. Uh, but only saw um, a few small deer. Uh, a few small bucks, I should say, and uh, one, what appeared to be um, one of our, our, our target bucks um, at the uh, far north end of the field, uh, well out of range, uh, kind of back in this little corner, and uh, he just never got out of that corner, um, and then something spooked it, and he, you know, left the field, and when I say he wasn't close, I mean, you know, I'm talking... 100, 100 yards, 125 yards away, so um, a good distance away, and it just never materialized. So uh, I was not able to hunt opening day. I was able to hunt the second. So we had that same wind, and typically uh, we we try not to sit the same stands uh, in back-to-back days, uh, especially something like early season where we were only hunting the evenings, especially if we're sitting on food, we're only hunting in the evenings. Um, so uh, whether it was against my better judgment or not, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I decided to sit that. He sat, um, my brother-in-law sat a different set, and I had uh, not a lot of activity, but the activity I did have, um, I had three, probably two and a half to three. I don't even know if I would say that one of the, one of the bucks that started to work out uh, was a three and a half year old. I would say three uh, very nice, uh, healthy two and a half year old bucks. Um, one that you know you see a lot of people take in Michigan, and rightfully so. They're they're good deer. Um, I wasn't really uh, interested in shooting those deer, and I only say that because I knew we had better deer um, on or around the property. That's the only reason I. In previous years, I would have absolutely probably uh, tried to take a crack at it. But um, first of the year, uh, it's just I wanted to enjoy the hunt. Um, But the deer never gave me an opportunity. Uh, They started to work into uh, this window uh, that I have in front of me. And for whatever reason, something spooked them. Um, And sometimes I would think that maybe it was my wind, but the wind was still in my face. and they actually ran back upwind. So I don't know uh, what it was, 
maybe it was something that I did. Uh, I can't be too sure, but they uh, they took off, and it felt like that was kind of my opportunity to really have um, an encounter. Let's call it, even though I kind of made up my mind that I probably wasn't going to shoot one of those deer. Um, it was still obviously anytime you've got some you know nice you know mature bucks kind of walking in front of you or walking in the vicinity. It's always uh, it's always exciting. Always gets the heart heart going. So. It was certainly enjoyable. I wouldn't call it um, um, a failure, um, but I would certainly say that it was good to see those deer. Uh, they had come from our neighbor, from the neighboring property, uh, and worked their way um, into our brassicus uh, that we have planted there. Um, and that was, I would say, probably around six six fifteen. Uh, on October 2nd and you know as the rest of the hunt kind of waned on um had uh you know two more young deer uh feed into the field uh after you know in the last hour uh and then kind of milled around until dark and then made their way back into the woods um and that was that was my first uh first set of the year so it was uh certainly encouraging seeing some young you know nice mature bucks uh, but it was also uh, a bit discouraging because I didn't have uh, quite the, the turnout that I thought I would in terms of numbers um, sitting on, on that good food source. And certainly uh, was a lot less deer than my brother had, brother-in-law had seen uh, the previous night. And, you know, to be honest, I don't know how often uh, we'll even get a chance to sit that as the year goes on. Um, just because, again that uh that east wind is is not one that that we tend to see a bunch um and you know the probability of us seeing an east wind on uh an opportunity that we actually have to hunt uh, is probably even more rare so it's a it's a great spot if you have that wind but it um just isn't something i'm, I'm really going to bank on uh as the year goes on uh, and then just, uh, I was able to hunt, uh, this past Friday. So what was that be? The 7th, maybe, I suppose. Yeah. October 7th. And the 7th was kind of the, I don't even know if you want to say cold front, but it was our first big real temperature, uh, swing, uh, in the month of October. Um, we had been kind of hovering in the fifties and sixties, um, throughout the first week or so. And then uh, uh, mid last week, we had uh, some some warmer days. We were in the 70s. Uh, and then Friday, uh, Thursday night into Friday morning, the bottom kind of fell out. And it uh, probably a good 20 to 25 degree temperature drop uh, from one day to the next. And it was uh, a high of, you know, in the 40s, uh, mid to upper 40s. Uh, so I was super excited to get a chance to get out. Um, had a, uh, a north wind. Um, which is usually a good win for our property, able to, to hunt some, some of our better stands, some of our better locations. Um, so I decided to, to hunt this area that we kind of, uh, that overlooks kind of this switchgrass area. And it, um, when I was, when I was walking in, um, you know, this is probably my own fault, but my access route was not great that day um, just because I was walking kind of parallel to this switch, this, this big kind of patch of switchgrass, um, this 
that we see a lot of deer use, especially uh, later in the year because it's south facing. And when walking in, my scent was kind of blowing. Would you know any scent that I would have left on my on my walk in would have potentially blown into that field um, where deer uh, I would I would think that likely deer were were moving uh, through but I I walked past it and made a big loop around to come in uh, from behind my stand uh, walking in came across a couple uh, very heavily used trails made sure to stay uh, downwind of those uh, found a big um, probably two to three foot in diameter kind of community scrape, I would call it. And uh, it looked like it had been used that day. Um, I mean, it was very, very fresh. And so I was certainly excited uh, to find that. But as the the day or the evening went on, I just, I didn't feel that uh, things were going to materialize, material, materialize there. Uh, so I, Again, going against my better judgment, um, about halfway through my set, I decided to pick up and move locations. Um, I just felt that given where food was and bedding was in that area, that if I did potentially see some deer, uh, it was going to be late, late. And likely my opportunity to um, get a shot at one of these deer uh, that may have been moving through the area was probably not going to be real high. Um, so I decided to, to pack up quickly. Uh, I had another stand, um, a couple hundred yards away, um, overlooking a different area that was adjacent to, uh, this area of our property that we kind of consider a sanctuary area. Uh, we don't ever go in, uh, we know a ton of, um, deer use it for bedding. It's kind of their safe space. Um, so I, got to this stand that was, like I said, adjacent to this, hoping that um, I would catch uh, something coming in to feed late or something coming through um, just to kind of check and see what was out there. And the rest of the night uh, kind of went with a young, young yearling doe um, and probably a you know, year and a half old buck uh, came through as well. So all in all, it was not quite the uh, the hunt I was hoping for. Um, some of that was probably can certainly be attributed to some of the things that uh, that I did. Um, but I think we've all been there before that you, you get into a stand and something just doesn't quite feel right, and you you stick it out for better or for worse. Um, you know, this particular instance, like I mentioned, I I knew uh, I had another option that was relatively close by. Um, you know, I, I packed up quickly, made a, a very quiet, um, exit from, from that stand and was able to get to, uh, the other stand, uh, quickly and quietly without, you know, having my scent, uh, really do any more damage than it maybe already did. And, you know, when I say that, you know, I'm, I'm already taking the necessary precautions with scent control and, and whatnot. So, uh, you know, it's not like I'm out there laying scent all over, but the fact remains that it just, it didn't feel right. Um, and in the end, um, not a, uh, a great hunt, but they're not all going to be winners. Um, so as the, as the season ticks on here, uh, it's probably going to be a few weeks, um, before I'm able to 
to get back out because you know when i'm hunting um our, our family's property um my my times and my days are are kind of set in stone um you pick the the weekends that you can make work and you go with it kind of irregardless of what the conditions are what the wind's going to do uh anything like that and you just make the best of it that's um part of that's part of hunting i think for a lot of us is unless you you know are fortunate enough to have something really close to home or you're able to um have property that you 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 can hunt property that you actually live on where you can you know hop out your back door and you have 20 30 40 acres whatever the case is um the situation is certainly different but for me and when i'm able to where i'm hunting and when i'm able to hunt um it's a bit limited now as we get closer to the end of october uh into november you know when you get pre-rut into the rut uh leading into to rifle season there i'm certainly a bit more uh deliberate um in in when i'm choosing to hunt um traditionally or historically november 7th has been kind of the the best day um for me um I've had or three years ago, I guess this will be a year, our first year on the property, uh, is when I just had a, a ton of encounters. Um, I shot one of my bucks uh, on November 7th, the following year, uh, had a really great encounter uh, with a deer um, that unfortunately I just made a bad shot on. Otherwise I would have had another uh, deer on the 7th. Uh, and then last year, uh, last year just wasn't, you know, things didn't, uh, work out for me, um, on the seventh, but, uh, I'm certainly excited, um, for what the year holds. Cause as I said, we have some, we have some camera, uh, some pictures and, and, and whatnot on some, uh, really nice, uh, mature Michigan deer. So, um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the rest of the year unfolds, um, and what that brings. Uh, but for those listening, um, I highly encourage you guys to to stay stay active, stay involved, um, keep grinding it out. Um, if you have, I guess, like any questions or you guys want to hear um, some more uh, about kind of how my season's going, or if you want to, um, you know, reach out to me and talk to me about your season, you know, kind of where you're at, what it's looking like, uh, more than happy to, um, you know, take some calls. Um, be able to have you on the on the podcast to kind of talk about your season uh, and see how that's going, um, because I think that as as hunters, you know, hearing kind of the success or the stories that other people are having, I think that that certainly uh, helps keep us uh, motivated um, because the season can be a grind. Um, you know, especially you know as you're kind of in that they call it the October lull, and you know whether you believe it, don't believe it, I don't know, but there always seems to be that stretch of October where the weather stays very consistent. Um, you know, it doesn't really seem as though there's any reason for these deer wanting to be moving around a lot, uh, whether it's in the evenings or the mornings, um, you know, whatever the case is. So it can be, uh, it can be tough to, to stick with it, but I think that's, uh, that's part of why we love to hunt. So that is, you know, basically where my season is at so far. Uh, as I, as I mentioned, I'm certainly optimistic, uh, as things go on about, 
um, you know, what's out there, but uh, we'll see. So um, until next week, guys, I hope you uh, enjoyed this little recap. Um, I hope if you're listening to this and you've already, you know, notched tag, uh, whether a buck or a doe, congratulations. Uh, but certainly reach out to me and uh, let me know how your season's going. And, uh, you know, stay tuned next week and uh, we'll talk probably uh, more whitetail. All right, Michigan, stay well.